Hey, it's your girl Portia back again with the Girl Mind Your Business podcast. And today I got my girl Tamika Means on, and she is the owner of Prison Love Mindset, where she helps wives of incarcerated husbands find that enjoyment in their life with the absence of their husband. So I'm excited to have my girl Tamika on today because I know she is going to Bless my sisters, my listeners on today. So Tamika, tell me where did this come from? Like, this is so perfect. I feel like it is so needed, especially in the Black African-American community. Tell me, where did this come from? Absolutely. Well, thank you, Portia. I appreciate you bringing me on to your podcast. It's a pleasure. And just to have an opportunity to speak with a mental health counselor about this topic oh, is yeah. a blessing. So. I, gosh, well, let's, let's, let's spill the beans because we like to get your business. Like, listen, (laughs) we love minding everybody else's business. Tell us, give us the beans. So, I mean, my journey started because my husband was incarcerated. So never in a million years did I ever expect to be on this journey. This was not something I thought about. I was never you know, I didn't come from a family where my father or mother or anyone immediately close to me was incarcerated. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to fast forward. And, you know, me as a person, you know, I'm a very happy person that really had any trauma, anything like that. Right. I think it's important for me to say this because I feel like there's a lot of misconception that, you know, that person brought it on themselves or maybe they're a criminal or, they were brought up in an environment that led to this. No. So, you know, when I met my husband, you know, at the time, I did not know he actually had a criminal history. Okay. But, and, and I'm saying that, you know, we all as little girls may have this idea of what an ideal husband looks like. Absolutely, yes. I what does rap sheet look like? How tall he is, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> but my husband disclosed to me early on in a relationship before we even like solidified it that yes, I do have a criminal history. Mm-hmm. But he was not moving when I met him. He wasn't moving in a way that would, you know, say, hey, you know, he's going to end up back in prison. Right. But it, the funny thing is it never deterred deterred deterred, deterred me. <laughs> Sorry, I can't get the yeah. word out. <laughs> so I never wanted to date anyone who had a criminal history, but we had this connection. Right. He was just another human being to me. And I saw who he was as a person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fast forwarding just uh, maybe a year or so into our relationship. I don't really talk about how he went to prison or why out of respect for other right women who don't feel comfortable talking about it because right. it's my husband's Absolutely. story but it started because somebody threatened me which started down and I was pregnant at the time oh. and I had no idea anything was wrong right my husband left out went to return a game to GameStop so he said uh-huh <laughs> And that evening, Portia, really turned into just like the worst night of my life. Oh, my God. And so I live in Baltimore. Mm, okay. My husband left out. We were supposed to go watch a game at a GameStop. And I mean, watch a game. The Baltimore Orioles are playing in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. an hour turned into two hours. And I'm calling his friends, his cousins. Hey, where's Mike at? 
nobody knows where he's at. And by 11 o'clock p.m., I'm like, I'm calling hospitals now. I'm calling police stations. And Portia, it really got to the point where I called the police and had them come to my house to file a missing persons report. Oh, wow. And I thought he was laying dead in the alleyway. Right. That is so scary. I can't even imagine. Couldn't. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so from that moment on, Portia is when literally my life got flipped upside down. I went from a happy person to uh, depressed and uh, just couldn't really function. I was struggling. Remember, I said I was pregnant. I had already right. had a two-year-old too. Right. Oh, wow. So I had a two-year-old. I was pregnant. Oh. And I, I would go to work, Portia, and just throw my mask on. Yeah. And the mask was just simply a fake smile. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But really, I was dying on the inside. And imagine. That's that so whole- traumatic. It's like secondary trauma. Yes, thank you for saying like that. He, he probably, you know, it was probably traumatic for him. Not even probably, I'm sure it was traumatic for him. And then you, you know, even though it didn't directly happen to you, it's like you got that secondary trauma. Um, and sometimes secondary trauma can hit a little bit harder because it's no explanation as to why I, you know, because you didn't really directly deal with the incarceration. So, you know, but no, I, I try to tell people this stuff or feelings or just no answers to a lot of things. So, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. And I really wish there was more research that looked at that because I'm starting to dive into that. And yeah, there is some trauma that comes along with the person that's at home, the spouse yes. that's left behind. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, that whole journey, Portia was really me like going through that space where I was grieving Mm -hmm. and I can say that now with confidence because before when I was going through it my idea of what grief looked like was when someone died oh my gosh I was about to say that now I was about to say I'm so glad you used that word because a lot of people don't understand grieving is just a loss you can, you can grieve a job, you can grieve a, you know, a friendship, you know, it's, it's just the ending of something and how you're processing it, you know, or the loss of something and how you're processing. That is what grief is. Grief can be just, oh my gosh, it could be so much. And people, again, like I said, it's a lot of unexplained feelings. It's, you know, people just don't understand what grief is. Like you said, people just think it's death and it's so much more than it. And then they don't know how to process their feelings when it comes to a loss because they don't understand it's grief this is normal you know for you to feel this way even if it is something small if it's something big but grief is definitely the perfect word I'm glad that you used that because a lot of people don't understand that that's just what that is any feeling towards a loss regardless of what it is yeah I went through all the stages and I was angry you know, mm-hmm. I went through like I was bargaining and now, I, did, did mm-hmm. I went through all of it I was like oh I said, that is me. When I really got to a place where I was trying to get better and started researching, yeah. And, but I was, I felt guilty for saying that for a while because my husband didn't actually die. But I, after a while, I knew I was grieving because I could mm-hmm. feel it. It felt exactly like when my grandparents died. It felt exactly the same. Yes, it, it is. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I can, I, but, I definitely can understand that. Yeah, so, and so I went through that process and then it wasn't until that I realized that I was, 
gosh, putting a negative influence on my oldest son mm-hmm. or my burden was rubbing off on him that I realized that I had to make a change. Mm-hmm. For the longest, I was kind of blaming my husband. You know, I wasn't taking responsibility for my own life. And when I realized that I was a single mom, I'm raising two black boys in Baltimore City. Uh-huh. They have an incarcerated father. Mm. So I'm like, Tamika, you got to get it together. Yeah. My son was, yeah, he was displaying uh, not so good uh, behavior in school. Mm-hmm. So the, that moment that I realized that, it was only a moment, but that was the beginning of my transformation. Mm-hmm. I love so, acceptance. Acceptance. Yes, exactly. Acceptance exactly. is so powerful because yes. it gives you a different perspective on exactly. how to move. Because when you're in denial, it's like you, you can't move forward. You cannot move forward. You cannot. But acceptance means, okay, I get it. I can receive it. Regardless yes. of if I like it or not, I can accept it. And now I can make a change or I can make a choice. Yeah. So what happens is when you start accept, when you accept your reality, yeah. now you can come up with a solution. And that's yes. what it was. That's what that pivotal moment was for mm-hmm. me. So that was the moment I really started focusing on taking responsibility. My husband, no matter what actions he takes, he does not direct the course of my life or my children's right. life. Mm-hmm. So I started pursuing all the goals that I had kind of considered or thought about in the past, but never really actually took action on them. Right. So, for example, I had this goal of competing in this Dancing with the Stars event here in Maryland. And I was like, oh, my God, it looks so awesome because I had volunteered there before. And I signed up and, you know, I'm very competitive. Oh, wow. (laughs) I do something, like, I got to win. I got to (laughs) win. So I signed up for this event. And in order to win, you have to learn how to dance like the dancers, like the real dancers. Yes, I've been to one in my hometown. It's amazing. Oh, I know. And I had to fundraise like over 100K. Yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. Portia, the most I've ever, ever fundraised before that was probably $6,000. So how am I going to get 100K? So Listen. I, Put your mind to this. Yeah, like I was up against CEOs of hospitals and like big time names. They put me on this list at the very last minute. They said, oh, we don't know who this Tamika girl is, but all right, we need more people. We need more bodies. Right. <laughs> so I had less time to get up and running. Mm-hmm. My, my motto was everybody is a donor. Right. And long story short, I found the partner, made it through all the adversity of learning because it was so hard. And I ended up winning. I beat all these Oh big my people. God, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And it was just, amazing because it was one of those experiences where, where you're like I don't know how it's going to happen but I just know I'm going to win I mean mm-hmm. I set myself in that position I'm going to win and you just when you have that mindset that that manifestation is so go, powerful and because it, it just it just sparks action you know yeah it's, yeah it sparks action when you have that mindset it sparks an action and then action continues it becomes a habit then it becomes a lifestyle right and yeah, so you got into the groove of it. Like, I love it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So that's just one example. Like I signed up to do these uh, fitness competitions because I was like, oh, man, if I can look like that, that is the pinnacle of like what I look at, like, you know, fitness. Like if I, my body looks like that, then at, I'm, at, I'm at the top. So I'm a personal trainer. Like okay. my background is actually exercise physiology. That's what my real background's in, like from way back when. 
And I was like, I'm going to hire myself a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And people thought I was nuts. Like, you're a personal trainer. But I'm like, I know I need this. Like, I know yeah. what to do, but I'm struggling. I'm going through motivation. this grief process. I need someone to, I need some accountability. I need right. someone to support me. So I did that. I hired somebody to help me. And 18 months later was when I decided I was going to compete, give myself a year and a half to get right. And every single day from that moment when I committed, I did something every single day to get to my goal. And as a single mom of two kids working full time, you have very little time. Yeah. So, and I kid you not, this is not a lie. On some days, Portia, I did five minute workouts. Yeah. I did not have, I did not have time. So but I made time. Right. As I said, that is so motivating because sometimes people just want to go hard all the time. And sometimes it's just a, I just got to do something. Whether it's yeah. just because it's just consistency. People don't understand it. it's not even about the act. It's about the consistency to get you the results. Yes. And yes. it keeps you motivated. And like I said, it keeps that habit. Like, let me just do stuff for five minutes. Even if I don't do nothing big, just to keep in the, the routine. Of yeah, I stuff. am. I, I'm not a propo- I, I am not a advocate for motivation. Like for me, my philosophy is I don't like using that word. For me, it was my why. Like my why was my children. Yes, that's good. I like that. So yeah, because I never wanted my children to look at our look at their circumstance or any circumstance they're gonna face in the future. I never want them to take that and make that the final destination, as in because this happened, I can't do this. So right. I was determined to show them that anything was possible. So I made sure I did something every day. Whoop. Right. I should put my phone on. Do not disturb. Sorry about that. I don't know no, if you, you hear that. No, okay. I didn't hear anything. Okay. So yeah, that was that was what kept me going, Portia. And you know who won that competition? Wait, you did. Of course <laughs> I did. Of course I won. <laughs> love and it. I love it. It's crazy because it wasn't easy. For two months, at least two months straight, I had severe stomach pain and I had to force myself to eat or Mm -hmm. I was going to lose all the muscle I gained. So trust and believe when I say it wasn't easy, it wasn't easy, but was it rewarding? Of course. Yeah. Like I didn't have the money to do it, Portia, but because I committed to doing it, you you found that way. Let me say the universe moves. Yes. That's what I said. You know that she started putting it out there. The universe will move to make it happen. I was on a roller one day and one of the ladies at the gym who know who knew my husband was incarcerated too. So she knew my situation. She saw uh-huh. me working hard. She's like, I want to sp- I want to sponsor you. I'm like, sponsor me. I'm like, well, I don't need no sponsor. <laughs> so she's like, I'm gonna give you five hundred dollars towards your event. I was like, why do I need five hundred dollars? But yes, I did. Yeah, I had no idea I knew you was gonna need it. It was preparing itself before you, girl. Uh, swim the 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 outfit you wear on stage could run you about two, yeah. three hundred dollars alone. Yeah. Alone. Oh my god. So yeah, I needed that money. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you listen, I love it. I love it. You always gotta be in the spot because I I feel like sometimes we can get in our own way with that. Like I don't need that. Like that. No. But you know, being able to receive you know, put you in position, will put you in position to, because I always say you got to have an open hand, whether it's to receive or to give. Oh, let me tell you, this situation taught me to humble myself and to be open to receiving because we get so high and mighty. No, I'm good. Afraid to ask for help. Or just don't want to ask for help. Yeah. I've learned so much because 
it's a blessing for the person who's giving. Yes. It you're is. not only denying yourself, you're denying the other person. Yes. Yes. I had to come out that. I had to come out of that that piece like oh no 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 and then you know god's like girl you better take your blessing like yeah you, you give and how do i give it back like if you're always the giver and somebody's ready to give to you and you reject it then mm-hmm. how how is how is that working as a full circle yeah because you're always yeah. get it back in return you know but yeah. if your hands are closed to receive then how does that work yeah it's not a negative thing to receive it's not it's not it's not and yeah, so I, I have so many stories. I mean, I know we're only going to be here for like 20 minutes, but like I have like so many stories that are like this. And it just showed me that it doesn't matter what happens in your life. Anything is possible. I promise you. I don't just say that because people just will. Yeah, I know. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I truly believe that. Like, I just feel like the sky's not even the limit, you know, um, and anything you put your mind. Like I said, I tell everybody, if, if your mind is in the right place, everything else will go right. like you really direct your path yeah like you said earlier it starts with your belief and your actions stem from that belief system that it starts with right and then you start going Mm -hmm. go ahead no i was about to say then once you once you it's like i always say your 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 thoughts spark your actions your actions create habits and your habits create lifestyles so what are you thinking and that's then i go back to the question what are you thinking and Mm -hmm. then Reevaluate your thoughts because you're going to see it play out in your life. Like how you've been thinking negative because that's probably what you get in your life. How you've been thinking positive. That's probably what you're reaping in your life. You know, so yeah. I always just tell people, you know, like even, uh, and let's, let's be, let's be real. We, we have to be real and honest with ourselves. Yeah. Because when I was working as a personal trainer full-time at a gym, I was like, man, why can't, I, I felt like I was holding myself back. Like I know, I know my potential was huge, but I was slyly or uh, undercoverly uh, sabotaging myself. Yeah. No one would, no one would know it, but me. But you, because mm-hmm. it was, I was the only one. Everybody else would look at me like, "Oh, you're doing great. Oh my god. Oh my god." No, there's something else in there that's holding me back. And whatever that breakthrough I had was, it, it, it catapulted me to a place where I was able to sell the most personal training packages the next quarter where right. I just, I would just kept going at, it. I just kept just pushing straight ahead and I had less fear. And I think that quarter I sold the most training sessions ever at that gym in history. Oh, and wow. like, but it was, it was, it was in my head. It's, in your head. it's always in your head. But you know, the other piece of it is that I like is I love the fact that you were able to humble yourself enough, enough to hire somebody to teach you what you already know, to take you to the next level. In what you already know, like personal training. And I think that is so important because it goes back to asking for help. And even, you know, going back to your story and how you dealt with depression, dealt with, um, you know, just trying to find your your new norm, you know, um, that's a struggle. And I feel like it's even more of a struggle when people feel like they have to deal with stuff like that alone or not seek help, you know, um, groups, support groups, therapy, things of that nature. That's why I just think it is so important for you know, what you have now, like even with the fitness groups, like take getting an accountability part. And I talked to another um, fitness instructor um, last week um, as she came on the show and she was, she has a fitness group and talking about how important it is to get that support. Like it, it's not meant for us to do this alone. I don't think life is meant to be done alone. I just don't. No, you know, absolutely. You don't have to do it alone. And more people are in your situation than you think. 
Yeah. So Portia, that's exactly why I started coaching because I was like, I couldn't keep it a secret. I was like, if I can do this, I'm sure other women who have incarcerated spouses can too, because I'm not special. I'm just a regular person. And I felt alone. Exactly what you just said. I was like, where's the support at? Because it was just a bunch of cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you got to be a ride or die this and, you know, Queen's weight. It was all a bunch of slogans and sayings that existed out there, but there was nothing legit. There was nothing that was helping me. I was about to say it's no help, no, no support, no encouragement. So, yeah, I mean, I would say it was encouragement, but it wasn't like helpful, concrete, (laughs) like, hey, do this. This is what's going to help you get out Mm -hmm. of this situation. So I just really felt the need to create something that was going to take women from a place of feeling sad and worry and lonely to a place where they are loving their life and they feel supported and they don't feel alone anymore. And they feel like they can continue to live at their highest potential while they're supporting their loved one in prison. And yeah, so I feel like it's a space where Oh, how should I describe it? You know, it's an area where it's already stigmatized and people mm-hmm. look down on us for having incarcerated spouses, but we got to remember they're still humans. And right. And it's not like a safe space. No, like I look no, at it this way. Your, 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 your network is a safe space to be honest, to be authentic about the situation, you know, because a lot of people don't like to talk about yeah. that situation. No, and that's the problem because mm-hmm. what it does, it, it holds the person down, holds the family down even more. So my goal is to help these, there's 200, there's 2.3 million people currently incarcerated. And I'm sure that yeah. number's continuing to rise, right? Mm-hmm. So think of all the families that are affected by this and all the people who are living in silence, who are hiding, like I did for the first year. Yes. And because they're hiding, they're not seeking, they're not getting the help that they need. So having open conversations about this portion like we're doing right now is so helpful. So I am someone who's out here who's providing coaching. I have support group. You know, I do one-on-one coaching. I do relationship coaching now. Yes, I love this. Personal growth. So I'm excited. You know, you can find a coach for getting the divorce, but you can't find a coach for- uh, Staying in the marriage. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So in this- space of where you have an incarcerated loved one there's like very little opportunities to find somebody who who's coaching that understands your situation so right that's why I'm in this space I love it I love it so tell my listeners you know for those who may be in this position who have incarcerated loved ones and are really just struggling with getting through that hurdle um uh just finding normalcy and because some people I feel like feel guilty for living normal lives if their Mm. person is incarcerated I think yes yes in therapy, I've heard that twice. Like they felt guilty. Like I don't want to really live or enjoy because I know that my person is behind bars and they can't, like we're not doing it together, you know? So that's huge. You know, mm-hmm. that guilt thing. Oh my gosh. Guilt. I know. But for all of my listeners who are in this space, because like you said, it's so many people who are in this place and they don't even know that you exist or people like you exist. So how does my listeners contact you how do they um reach you on your social media any any contact information you want to provide for them any upcoming events that you have coming up let my listeners know 
Yeah, definitely. So yeah, if you're interested in one, growing yourself and being able to show up authentically in your life so you can show up with a real smile and wake up excited to start your day, or you want to create a healthy relationship, you can always reach out to me on my website, prisonlovemindset.com. Or you can reach me on Instagram. On Instagram, it's fit prison wife. So F-I-T, prison wife. And I'm on YouTube, prison love mindset. On all these platforms, you can send me a message, set up an appointment. So I'm trying to think of anywhere else. Yeah, I have a Facebook page. Okay, I'm starting on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, business page on there, Prison Love Mindset. So yeah, there's multiple ways you can reach out to me. Relationship coaching, personal growth, growth coaching, or, you know, support group, whatever you need. I'm here. I'm excited and passionate about doing this. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for what you're doing for this community. I appreciate you for just pouring into my listeners today. As always, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to get you back on the show. Oh, I got one more thing I forgot. Yes, go ahead. For the month of May, I am doing free relationship coaching sessions. Oh, yes. Okay. Month of May, get in there. Okay. All right. I love it. I love it. So they just hit you up on any of those platforms and um, the link will also be in the bio um, in the description of the podcast for my listeners. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you so much, Tamika. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. All right. Bye-bye.